Welcome back, everyone, to the Being Inspired Radio Show. I am Amanda Johnson, your host, and today I am really filled with joy and gratitude for our guest. This is a woman who I was connected with very briefly in passing recently. We've our paths have crossed a couple other times in the past year. And when I heard what she is up to right now in the world, what she is creating, how she is using her gifts, I felt tremendous attraction to her. And I felt this draw to connect more with her because I think what she's doing is incredible. And I think there are, we need more people like her. And I want to share her and her story and her gifts with each of you. And so today on the show, I'm very excited to have an inspiring conversation with Jillian Gunlicks. Jillian is a portrait artist and live wedding painter, which by the way, I think is one of the coolest things ever. And should I get married, I want you to paint my wedding. I just think that's amazing. Her passion is to find the joy and magic in life. She is so fortunate to be able to do that through her work as an artist, through being a mom, through the relationships she has, and through the adventures of life. Jillian, welcome to the show. I am so, so grateful to have you here. Thank you. I'm so excited to be here. So we are going to be diving in and talking about some things that are really near and dear to your heart and also your work in the world, I believe, which we will talk more about, I know, this morning. And for those of you familiar with the show, that's how I like to frame this whole thing up. I like to have a, a high level understanding of you know what is going on in in our guests world what do they stand for what are they grappling with what are they examining and exploring for themselves and through that we can all connect on that theme on that topic and today i selected a quote from a book i'm currently reading actually that felt so apropos when jillian sent over her her words what she is really looking at and examining and exploring in her life and in the work that she does. And so I would love to start with that quote and then we will we'll dive in. We'll just see what comes up as inspiration that we have to share with you. Now the book I'm reading right now which I am actually going to give a big old pitch for because I think it is phenomenal. It is Pima Chodron's When Things Fall Apart. And it's been one of those books that I've kind of known about for a while. I even tried to buy it like a year ago and I couldn't. And of course, that was exactly as it was meant to be because I wasn't supposed to read it until now. And I'm reading it now and it is phenomenal. And the quote that I would like to share with everyone that I think really talks about some of this, these concepts that Jillian shared around our resiliency, our ability to go through hardships, to experience pain, come out the other side. And it's through sharing that, it's through being vulnerable that we feel more connected with one another. This is the what Pima Chodron has to say on this. And I invite you, both Jillian and those listening, if you can, if you are able to close your eyes, fully focus on the words that Pima has to share and let them have an impact on you. Let let them sink in and then listen for the wisdom that she is saying to you specifically in your own life. Pima Chodron says this, awareness 
awakeness rather, is found in our pleasure and our pain, our confusion and our wisdom, available in each moment of our weird, unfathomable, ordinary, everyday lives. Awakeness is found in our pleasure and our pain, our confusion and our wisdom, available in each moment of our weird, unfathomable, ordinary, everyday lives. I just love that quote. Jillian, as you hear those words and you think about the work you're doing and what you're feeling called to do, what what does that say for you? What does that bring up for you? Well, I think the the thing that stood out most was the the pleasure and the pain, because I do think a lot of people try to avoid the pain, and I've definitely done that myself. Where you're kind of like, nope, nope, just wanna just wanna be happy, just wanna feel joy, just you know, want to be happy all the time. But in order to do that, you definitely you have to feel the pain and you have to embrace it and accept it and kind of see it for what it is and um and just feel it so that that was a really really awesome way she put that (laughs) yeah i'm glad that you picked up on that because that very much is what stood out to me and really this whole book if you could if i could kind of sum it up in a few words or in, in an idea that's what it's all about it's the fact that we can't escape the pain we can't escape the the reality of what it means to be human which is there is pain there is suffering there is impermanence things do fall apart and then what do we do with that and i i felt that really might be a large part of what you've started to explore with the kaylin project and with your other work in the world so how does how has that shown up for you in in your own world how are you embracing the pain yeah well i just think talking about it is huge. So, and, and a lot of people are scared to kind of talk about it with other people or to maybe be open and vulnerable with people. Um, but that's a huge, what I've noticed is that's a huge way to connect with people. And I kind of, you know, started realizing that a little bit younger, even with um, the relationships I had, the people that were kind of more open with me and and would be more vulnerable with, with me, I would find myself connecting with them more and feeling closer to them. Um, And then after, you know, going through some struggles and and every time I heard other people's kind of stories and things they've gone through, it just, it really made me realize that being vulnerable as people is a a really good way to kind of just connect in, in a human kind of, you know, like we got this, we're in this together kind of way. And with the Kaylin Project, that definitely, I mean, I just feel like um, people are are opening up to that more. And so this is a really perfect time to do that. I love that. Let us know a little bit more about the Kalen Project. Just so as we continue to talk about these ideas, you know, our listeners know what we're saying. So give us a little more overview of what is this project? Sure. Yeah, the Kalen Project basically is um, we're taking 22 uh, different people with different stories, uh, and we're interviewing them and kind of getting their their story, you know, what they've been through, some struggles that they've been through. And then we're going to, at the end of the interviews in 22 weeks, 
I will have, will create portraits of these people. I'm an artist, so I will either do a charcoal pencil drawing or a painting, or we do have a local photographer we're working with that might take a photo of them. So at the end of this, we'll have 22 photos with their stories that they'll, that we'll be able to view at a art exhibition. Um, and the overall goal is to travel with this. So we'll have these people and their stories and their struggles. And um, so we'll have the visual, we'll have the audio telling their stories and then be able to travel around and share their strength, their vulnerability, and inspire people through that. I love that. By sharing our own pains, our own struggles, our own hardships, we serve as inspiration. These 22 people can serve as inspiration for others to say, okay, A, I'm not alone, and B, they are resilient. They came through. They're stronger maybe because of it. That gives me hope. That gives me faith. Is that is that what you believe to be yes, the case? Exactly. Exactly. Mm-hmm. I'm curious because I'm a bit of a nut for numbers. What does the 22 <laughs> have significance? Yeah. Well, I am too. I I definitely feel like um, you know spirit or whatever you call it speaks through numbers, and they're a bit magical. So I definitely am guided by numbers a little bit. Um, so when I was I meditate, and when I was meditating about this project, which I have for like the last couple of years, I was meditating one day about it. And I, I thought, you know, I got a feeling that I just needed to do it. I needed to do it this winter. And so I started looking at the, the calendar and I said, well, I want to do it through November through March. And I said, well, how many weeks is that? And it was 22 weeks. And I said, oh, like that, that right there's a sign. <laughs> and I looked up the, the meaning for 22. And I guess I don't remember exactly what, you know, word by word it was, but it was something about following your intuition and that will guide you to your life purpose. So I, I thought, perfect. I I'm full of chills. <laughs> yeah. And, you know, I, I'm an, I do as well see spirit does speak to me through numbers. And I 1111 is one of my favorites. I see it all the time, everywhere. November 11th was a big day. I always celebrate it. It's mm-hmm. like, I'm going to make it a national holiday these, one of these days. I don't know. Um, but 11, and, you know, be. I just think of 22. <laughs> it should be. And I'm thinking 22 is just 1111, you know, added yeah. together. So there's a, there feels like a lot of potency in that. And so I'm thrilled that you did. Ha- I, I, I had a, a sense that there was a significance to it. So thank you for sharing mm-hmm. that. So I'm curious, because we have you here with us, and I'd love to know more about your own, your own perhaps pain and pleasure, or, you know, your own journey that allowed you to come to this realization, or what is it about your story that you feel we could be inspired by? And if you would be so brave and willing to be vulnerable and share some of that. Yeah, of course. It's a bit tricky because I definitely, I've had a lot of different kind of struggles in my life. I have definitely, I'm a very sensitive person and I feel like um, growing up, it was, it was really hard for me to navigate the sensitivity in the world, you know, and, and just find my place. And so I've done a lot of like soul searching, a lot of reading, figuring out just how to maybe deal with things. And then there's also just the sensitivity in general, but then there's also certain, you know, things that I've gone through just in, in life and just growing as a person and circumstances, I guess, not to be vague or anything, but 
uh, I went through like an eating disorder starting off of when I was really young and dealing with that for a really long time. Uh, I was in, you know, a few bad relationships where uh, I had men steal money from me and just not treat me right. And I was also raped when I lived in California, which is what I'll be talking about in the Kalen Project. That's the story I'll be talking about and how I, how I got through that and how much stronger I feel after, you know, figuring out how to deal with that and how to, to move forward and just to give other people some ideas or some inspiration or maybe even just, you know, have a, an aha moment for them. So that's kind of where where this all came was thinking about everything I've been through and what I've learned and how I'm so proud of myself for the person I am today and for overcoming all those things and turning it around and still finding the joy in life and wanting to help others do the same. That's so powerful. And as I hear you tell your stories, even though you didn't go into a great detail, which is fine, and I, I look forward actually to this project and getting to deepen in and hear these stories and you know, some more may still come up here. But what I love about it, because I don't even think we always need the details. You know what I mean? Like mm-hmm. sometimes we just need to understand this event or this experience happened or this feeling uh, came up. I had this feeling of being taken advantage of, of being dismissed, of being harmed or raped or feeling invisible or whatever it is. And people can connect with that. Now, interestingly, as I heard your story, I sensed some discomfort, right? There's this little bit of a, oh, right? And I say that only because I believe many of us will respond that way. Many of us do respond that way because we immediately go into, oh, I don't know if I can handle this, right? I don't know if I can handle this or I don't know if, but, but here's the power of it is that if we are willing first of all, to be vulnerable ourselves, to share these things, right? We are demonstrating, we are modeling that we are capable of handling these things. And so are you, right? I'm going to, I'm going to lead by example, or you're leading by example in this case. And the other thing that came up for me is the power. And I think partly I, I can attribute this to Brene Brown's work and just my own journey and my own work is understanding that when we are vulnerable, when we are willing to shine a light on those things, that we do not often want to share, we release them and we, they no longer have the power over us that they once did. And I think there's tremendous power in that for us to often to say, I was raped. I was taken advantage of. I was manipulated. I was abused. I was whatever mistreated. And it's not from a victim-y state of, oh, woe is me necessarily. It's saying these are things, and I'm curious if this is true for you, because this is my assumption. So please let me know if this feels true for you. When we can declare those things and bring them into the light, we are no longer hiding them out of shame. We are no longer feeling that that's not okay. We're no longer saying, oh my gosh, I wonder if that was me or that was, you know, I did that. And I don't want people to know because what might they think? You know what I mean? So a lot of times we don't share the vulnerable, the hardship, the pain out of fear, out of shame. Is that true for you? I think that maybe like in the beginning stages, that was true. You know, when you're kind of working through, you're just trying to figure out how to deal with those kinds of feelings but like I even now that's kind of the reason for doing this this 
project is, you know, that was 10 years ago that was my biggest struggle. And like I said, I'm really proud of who I am today. So it's, it's not about the fear and the shame. It's just about not knowing how to talk about it. You know, it's not something that you normally bring up in conversation or something that you're just going to tell somebody, but it's important, I think, for people to know like where you've been and who you are and, and how you became who you are in order to, to connect and get to know you and have those deeper connections with people. So I just feel like it's important for those that are struggling and where things are new to them and maybe they, they don't really know how to navigate it. So it's important for those people feeling the shame to see this now, but it's also important for just for the human connection, I feel to be able to talk about this even years down the road where, where you feel healed. And, and I like how you said that it's not about the poor me, the, that kind of thing. It's just about being real and, I love that. and being open. And it is. And I love that you're saying that and you're right. It doesn't, and it, is, it doesn't feel like it's coming from a place of fear or shame and just acknowledging that sometimes when we're in it or when we're new to it, or when we haven't yet, had the gift of someone else like you and all these other people step up and say, here's what's real. There's, you, you don't need to be ashamed. You don't need to be afraid. We're all in this together. And I love that you're highlighting this, this uh, and that's not to diminish their feelings, by the way, you know, not to say you don't need to be afraid or ashamed. That's not to say you don't have to have feelings about it because of course, and our hardships, our pain, ah, uh, there is a lot of feeling in there yeah. and it's, it's okay. Yeah. To and that's that. definitely, it's, yeah. To feel that right. Yeah. For sure. Definitely feel that you have to feel that and you don't want to dismiss those feelings. You want to feel them and you want to work through them and you, you know, you just got to figure out how or, or take the next steps, but yeah, it will, it will go away. <laughs> and, and you are, you're giving, you're giving, you're offering people permission to look at it. You're offering them the permission to say, oh, I don't have to keep this locked in a, in a drawer or, you know, pushed out of sight. Cause I don't, again, I don't know how to relate to it. Maybe I think I'm the only one. It seems too overwhelming and scary. And so by you showing up, by you offering these stories, you're giving people permission, which is huge. And I love that you're talking about this human connection piece. And I'd love to explore that too, because I do believe connection is so vital to see that we are all connected and not just to see it on like a surface level and go have coffee with someone or have a thousand Facebook friends and go, look how connected I am. <laughs> like mm -hmm. there's, there's something, there's that level. And then there's a level so much deeper. And I'd love you to talk more about that. Like, what is this? I mean, I could go on my own, like whole soapbox about the importance <laughs> of connection and feeling connected with ourselves and others and God, spirit, universe, whatever you call it. What yeah. is it for you? Like, where is that coming from? What does it mean for you? Oh, well, I just feel like throughout my life, those connections have definitely been important and, and I feel like for everybody, yeah, you have to find the connections, whether it be with someone, friends, family, it's important to have those, but also a higher source, whether, whatever you call that, whether it's God, spirit, divine universe, whatever you call it, having that connection is just so important to feeling like you, like you're supported. Yeah, it is. Trying to figure out how to say it, but yeah, it's, <laughs> it's just. It's so important. And then when I 
I guess when I talk about the Kalen project and I and I think about maybe what got got me through the rape and dealing with those emotions that came from that, I think the connection and feeling actually feeling disconnected was what I struggled with most during that time. So looking back and kind of being able to figure out, you know, okay, well, how, how did I feel? How can I help others that are, are going through the same thing? For me, it was is finding that connection again. Because when you struggle and you go through something that is is difficult, you know, you feel a little lost and you feel a little alone. And I felt very disconnected to those that were closest to me, to my friends and my family, because I just, I felt like they had no idea what I was going through. They they didn't know what I felt. And that gave me a huge disconnection. And I think my journey was finding that connection again. And in order to help others, I feel like that's something that, you know, we just need to explore and talk about and help others figure that out. I love that. And I believe so much of our misery, our depression, our hopelessness, stems from disconnection and, and this idea of feeling separate. And I, I just, I mean, I read a lot about that. I've experienced it in my own life, either myself or witnessing those that I love experiencing it where we think we're the only ones and no one else could possibly understand. Or so there's that, right? Like, well, again, maybe even in your experience, like they don't, no one understands, right? I don't, they, they couldn't possibly, which may be true to a degree. And maybe once we do find that connection, we go, oh, wow. Okay. Maybe they didn't have that exact experience, but they have this other experience that's really similar and they can relate or they can understand. But we, sometimes we block that. We also then I think like to go around saying, well, actually I could never understand what you're going through. You are so different than me. Right. And so we separate ourselves in the other way, thinking, oh, I couldn't possibly, you know, understand what it's like to be homeless or living, you know, off the streets. And I mean, that's just makes me uncomfortable because I just couldn't even get that. When in reality, if we really were to connect with that person, we would find something in common. We would find that similarity. We would find that oneness and go, oh my gosh. No, I have never had to live on the streets, but I've had this experience and this experience and I'm a human being and I know what that's like, right? And so I love that you are exploring how we can find that connection. We find that oneness with other humans through our stories. I also, this other thing that's coming up for me right now is that, you know, we often keep secrets because we feel like no one else has ever done that or experienced that. And we don't, you know, again, it kind of comes out of that place of shame. And when we share those things, we go, oh my gosh, you've done that too. Oh, you've had that experience too. Oh, and we connect, connect, connect. So has that been your experience? Like, I mean, so you went through the, that phase of the disconnection, feeling separate, feeling alone. And then as you've made your way back, what has that experience been like as you have started to connect more and more with others and with yourself and with a higher source? Yeah, I think just being open with people and allowing yourself to be vulnerable and accepting their vulnerability too kind of allows you to connect with them and feel that deeper connection. So that's huge. And then also looking for a spiritual connection and just knowing that you're always you're always going to have that no matter what. 
it's going to be there. You can, you can go back to that. You can, you can lean on that. So those two things, opening up to people and kind of connecting with spirit more has definitely been the journey. These aren't easy concepts for sure, because when we experience it, it is, it's an experience. It's a feeling. It's not something that we go, oh, and this mm-hmm. is what it is. And let me put it into words. But I am curious and maybe just out of curiosity and perhaps prompting a bit, you know, I've, I have had conversations a bit with people um, around vulnerability and, oh, how can you be so vulnerable and how can you share those things? And I, in that experience, I noticed when I was vulnerable, the reaction that they had, right? Again, maybe in the beginning I would have feared, oh, if I'm vulnerable about this, they're going to be uncomfortable. They're going to judge me. They're going to be like, oh my gosh, what's going on there? They might even reject me. They may, right? I have these fears of how people might respond. And what I have found is that it's quite the opposite. When I show up and I'm vulnerable, I feel closer. I give them permission to do the same, right? It's, it's, it's a very opposite effect. Have you experienced that as you have opened up and had these more vulnerable, connective uh, conversations with people? What, what, what's your experience then when you're together? How do they respond to you? How do you respond to them being vulnerable? Yeah, that's true. I think that when you open up to somebody and they open up to you, they feel you feel more connected, you feel more comfortable talking to them. So when I tell them what, you know, maybe a little bit of what I've been through and the fact that I just want to embrace people and and give them the power to tell their story, they definitely respond in a different way. And it's really cool. It's really cool to see because they, I don't know, they feel, they definitely feel empowered and they feel like they want to share more and they want to open up more and maybe when they haven't before, which is, is really cool to see. And just knowing that maybe more people are coming together to do this and it's not just focused, you know, on one person or one topic or just one thing in general. It's just people being real and opening up. And it's, it's just, it's been neat to see. I love that you said that you notice they feel more empowered. And that is such a potent and powerful word and experience to say that this to open up, to be vulnerable is an empowering thing to do. It empowers us. It empowers the other person. So it becomes this, I mean, it's just a huge like ripple effect, right? When you, when one, or like a domino effect, even when one person does it, they tip that domino over every other person after them feels more empowered, more willing, um, more able to go, oh, I can do that too. And then in that, I feel there's such a sense of freedom. Have you felt, I mean, I, I don't know if that's true for you. For me, when I can share these things and go, okay, then I, I'm not burdened by them. I don't feel chained by them anymore. Yeah, I think that especially with like social media now too, and you, you kind of see, you know, surface level of a lot of people, which isn't necessarily their choice. You know, a lot of times, even myself on social media, you know, I'll just post, you know, happy, fun pictures and stuff like that but not necessarily the deep, dark kind of stuff that we've been through. So I think that just even in now, in the time of social media, this kind of project is just really speaking to people because just to be open and vulnerable and empowering people to say, 
yeah, I've been through this too, or this is the struggle I have. My life is not perfect. And I want to share that with you. Like that, that's huge. It's it's just going to touch a lot of people and let people realize that not everybody's life is perfect. And it's not what it looks like on social media, Facebook, Instagram, people, you know, you're real and we need to embrace that and talk about it. So important. You're right. I think we're in a day and age where we've gotten very out of balance with that. We, we've gotten out of touch. We've lost touch with the humanity, with the reality. And to your point, I don't think it has been an intentional movement. It has just been what has happened because who wants to go on social media and be like, oh my gosh, this terrible thing just happened. Some people do, not many, mm -hmm. but mostly that that moment in time, we don't, because we want to feel connection, true connection. So we aren't going to go plaster it all over social media. We want to go sit and have a cup of coffee with our dearest friend or be held by our, you know, partner or our mom or our daughter and, you know, and be in it. And so you're right by almost just default, that isn't showing up on social media, which gives us large imbalance, a seemingly large imbalance to how we show up in the world. So I think you're absolutely right that the Kalen Project and other experiences like this where people feel they are safe to be vulnerable is so, so vital to how we continue to move forward as a species, really. Yeah, exactly. Is there anything else coming up for you around these ideas? And, and again, you had shared some other thoughts around, um, you know, how we, how we can celebrate this and, you know, show how people can move through this, that they are resilient. And is, is there anything else around this topic that you feel hasn't been said that you really are feeling inspired to share? Yeah, I guess that's a huge thing where I want to focus on the strength behind it all and not the, you know, the negative. I don't want to focus on the negative. I want to talk about the beauty that comes from these struggles and who you become because of them, which I think is just, it's so neat to, to really kind of look back and, and maybe even people that haven't really had much going on or they haven't had any hardships and are now are dealing with something for them to know that in the end, yeah, it may be hard now, but in the end, you're going to look back on it and you're going to be stronger and you're going to be proud of yourself for overcoming it and the person you are after. And it's the, the saying that always comes up for me is the collateral beauty, you know, after the fact, which is huge. I mean, when you, I think most people that have gone through something look back and say, I'm so glad that I went through that because I am now who I am today and I'm proud and strong. And, you know, I love, I love who I am today because of that. So gorgeous. And there are so many, I know there are so many analogies and metaphors that, you know, wise people for century upon century upon century have talked about and used to explain this very thing that you have experienced firsthand and are now teaching and sharing with others. And the, the image right now that's most kind of potent and coming up for me clearly is we think about the butterfly. We think about it, it's, it had to go through its metamorphosis. It had to go through it's chrysalis, which I don't think would be a comfortable, I mean, I don't know. I'm not, I've never been a caterpillar. I've never been a butterfly, but if I could imagine, I don't think it would be comfortable to physically lose your, your entire body 
Like you, you they mm-hmm. shed the entire thing. They're in this very small, constricted, tight space for how long? I can't imagine it just feels glorious to them. And yet, and then they have to break through it. It, it, it has to fall away. It falls apart and they come out a butterfly. And I mean, that's just one of so, so many examples that I think I've oh, heard yeah. you know, across the years of how things must break, how they must fall apart in order to become something else so much more beautiful and magnificent. And I think you're absolutely right. It's, it's so easy for us to say, yeah, yeah, yeah. I just want the pleasure to go back to what you said at the beginning. I just want to feel good. I just want life to be happy. And so I'm going to do everything I can to protect myself from ever feeling pain, from ever feeling discomfort. And the reality is we will never become butterflies if we don't go through the chrysalis, right? And so we've, we've got to have that to transform. And you're right. It feels scary when you're in it or uncomfortable when you're in it. And if you can look back at your own life and go, when was that time that I felt that way? And how did, have I, how have I felt since, or what has my life been since because of that? It's such a powerful thing to do. Absolutely. Hmm. Well, Julie, I am so grateful that you are bringing this project into the world and that you are using your gifts of your, your art and your own experiences and your spiritual journey and you're bringing it all together and you're you're giving you're gifting people with this and i am so excited so again you said um it'll go until march you're interviewing until march is that correct mm-hmm. yep till okay. the end of march so after march we'll take about a month or two to kind of get it all put together and then hopefully have a launch date maybe in early june i think i think we're thinking so then we'll have it available for the public to see uh, early June and then hopefully be able to kind of travel around into different spaces and bring it to different different people, maybe some high schools, some colleges, just get it in front of different people that might need inspiration. Awesome. Well, let's use this as our pivot because that's one of the questions that I often ask people is what they are creating and uh, working on that is so inspiring to them right now. And so for you, I don't want to assume, is it this project or is there something else up your sleeve as well that you've been creating and working on that's inspiring you? Oh, no, this is this is my baby right now. <laughs> so this is definitely the inspiration and yeah, it's it's been so fun and it's just been amazing to see people reach out with support and excitement and everybody just wants to to be a part of it and help in any way they can. It's been amazing. And let me ask a few other questions before we find out how we can get in touch and further support this project of yours. Uh, my first question that I love to ask everyone is, who is a source of inspiration for you and why? Well, there's quite a few. <laughs> I I think that the the main source that I've been connecting with the last few years is my mentor Heather Christian Strang. She is amazing and has definitely led me on my journey to connect with spirit more and just kind of heal a lot of things that have come up and kind of look at at different areas of my life that might just need a little bit more healing, which I feel like has definitely helped with this project, just kind of bringing things to the surface and and focusing on what I need to look at and how to move forward and how to connect with spirit. 
That's wonderful. Having a mentor, having a guide, having a teacher, someone that we can walk with is so, so important. So I'm grateful to hear you have someone like that in your life who has served as such an inspiration. What place or activity is most inspiring to you right now? Activity, I would say, would be yoga. I have definitely gotten more into yoga lately. It kind of allows you to ground yourself a little bit and maybe come out of the chaos of life and really just focus on being present. So I've definitely loved exploring that a little bit more. You're a girl after my own heart. I, yoga is such a passion of mine, and I really fall in and out of it as a practice, which is mm, interesting yep. for me to observe. I'm in a bit of my um, my off period right now where I'm not <laughs> showing up on my mat, and then there will be months, you know, year, whatever it is, it'll come very regularly. So I, it's for me, it's a, it's a, I have a dance with it, but I really, it is so nourishing. So I love to hear that that's your source right now Uh, my sister and I were talking about this the other day where it's just you know you fall in and out of a lot of things and that's okay and I know a lot of people kind of think that oh well she's still good because she does that every day or she you know she does this she does that but it's not true it's you know people fall in and out of things nobody's perfect we're all a work in progress and we were my sister and I were just talking about that the other day well I mean that is just super important in and of itself we could have a whole whole conversation about that yeah. very idea <laughs> and that again I'll, sure. I'll go back plugging Pima Chodron's book I mean that is the essence it is the fact that yes it is there are going to be the highs and the lows and the ins and the outs and the touches and the goes and and it's can we be with that can we be with that and can we allow that and accept mm-hmm. that so that's I love that you two had that conversation and you're right there's nothing wrong with it so that's been my journey is to really come to yeah. accepting that part of myself and part of being human. Okay. So then what about um, books? I don't know if you read much or if you listen to podcasts or things, but is there a book or a source um, like that, that has really served as a powerful source of inspiration for you on your journey? I love books. So there has definitely been a lot of them. (laughs) Um, I guess the ones that kind of stick out to me as is really making huge impacts have been the Celestine Prophecy. I know I read a long time ago, and that one kind of changed my, I think it just changed my life. And it talks about, you know, following your intuition and the guidance that comes to you. And then the Four Agreements was definitely a powerful one as well. And then also um, my mentor, Heather Kristen Strang, has a lot of books out that are just amazing and kind of talk about spirit. Amazing. Now you said, is it the Celestine Prophecy? prophecy? Excuse me. Yes. Okay. Yes, and I guess I'm, I'm really bad at remembering authors. I just remember the names of the books and then I just search for totally them. Totally so not... That's like Googleable. <laughs> yeah, totally fine. Yeah. I heard that. And I, so I'm not familiar with that one. I do know the four agreements and only read it in this past, I mean, probably in the past six months. So it was again, oh, wow. one of those books that came to me later in my journey and yet at the right time. And it, I mean, just totally, totally a big fan. Like I'm all the way. I, and actually to this day, it, I probably don't go a week at least there were t- a time where it wasn't a day, but at least a week where I don't think about that. And like, where am I out of agreement or ha- am I, am I doing my best? Am I, you know, being impeccable with my word? Am I not taking things personally? Right. Am I doing my best not to make assumptions? And I, I kind of just check in with those things 
almost constantly, but very regularly. So I love that. Yeah, they're huge. And I feel like that not taking things personally, I think that that one for me was a huge lesson. I mean, I'm a sensitive person and I would always take things personally. So that was, that was a huge learning point for me. Yep. Amen, sister. I get it. Um, I get it. Well, good. So we talked about what you're working on in creating, and I want to also then kind of use that to segue into uh, how people can find you, connect with you and support this project. Cause I know that you've got some cool ways that they can do that. So now that they're inspired to reach out, how do they do that? Yeah, well, a lot of it, I think, is social media. So that's a, just a huge way to reach people and an easy way for them to get in touch with us. So we have a Facebook page called The Kalen Project. And then on there, we'll have links to where you can help donate if you'd like to, to donate for the project. And it's through PayPal. So we have a link through PayPal um, to help support The Kalen Project. If you want to reach out to me on, on social media, I'm totally happy to talk to anyone and hear stories, share with people. My Facebook is Jillian Gunlicks and then also Jillian Artistry for my, my business page. So good. And first of all, Kaylin is K-A-L-O-N, correct? Yes. Yep. Awesome. And I never asked where the name of that came from. Oh, well, Kaylin, yeah. Kaylin is just the definition, uh, our word in the definition means beauty that is more than skin deep. And I thought that was just so fitting for these beautiful stories that we will hear from people and, and know that it's, you know, it's not the surface. It's, it's, it's definitely, it goes deeper than that. That gave me chills. Fantastic. Okay. Oh, I, I will it. put some links uh, in the show notes. And then of course, if you're listening, just go over to Facebook, search Kaylin Project. You'll find them, I'm sure. And then again, you can link to how you can support. I know you've had an Indiegogo campaign that has ended and now there's another way to continue to support and contribute because this is a grassroots effort. You guys are, you're creating this from the ground up and I know how that is. And I totally support that, believe in that because nothing is done in solidarity. And I actually think that to bring the community together, to make this a movement where everyone is a part of it, only strengthens the message because it is about connecting and it is about seeing how we are all in it together. So go on out, check out their Facebook page. They've got some videos I know. You can learn more about the project. And then if you feel compelled to support them, please do. I think this is just such, such a gift for so many people. So Jillian, thank you for being here and for, for sharing your stories and your vulnerabilities, your insights, your gifts with us and reminding us how we really truly are all connected. And it is by sharing our stories, our pain, our hardships, that we feel that connection. And then we can see the beauty of it. We can see the resilience of it. We can see how we've come out the other side as a butterfly. And we couldn't have done that without the pain and the stories that we have endured. Thank you so, thank so much. You. I appreciate it. Mm -hmm. And for everyone listening, thank you for tuning in again. I look forward to more conversations, uh, more inspiring discussions and dropping in with you like this. So if you haven't yet, you can always subscribe to the show. You'll be alerted when there's a new episode. And until then, many blessings. <laughs>